It's a new week and we have a new topic. That's right, a new topic. This week, we're going to be talking about controlling me. Now, not just me. Well, we'll try to control me. Good luck with that. But controlling each of us and how we control ourselves. And today, we're going to look at our knowledge and how our knowledge affects how we control ourselves. I've got a really interesting anecdote that happened to me this morning. It's one of those anecdotes where I'm going to be really embarrassed after I tell it, but I'm still going to share it with you. So hang on, that's coming up in just a minute on episode 940 of Today's Antidote. Stay tuned for Today's Antidote, brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's Antidote provides an opportunity for business owners and leaders to discover what is real for them and to be impacted by what is real for others. That is the Renegade way. Let's get real. We all face challenges and get stuck occasionally and are looking for an antidote. Each weekday, this show dives into a topic that may have you stuck, frustrated, and uncertain. Our goal is to share our value in an effort to help you find that one thing, the antidote to your challenges so that you can get results and make more money. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Tom, good morning. Good morning, Bob. How are you doing today? I'm okay, except I'm trying to manage two cats at one time and do the things I have to do to get our technology where it needs to be. And I only have one hand, and it's uh, it's been uh, interesting for the last 45 seconds. Well, you should have gone back and listened to our show two weeks ago when we talked about managing me. That might have been helpful. I, I, I need managing my cats. Maybe they needed to go back and listen to it. The, there's an option. So I hadn't thought about that. I, well, my one cat came running when you started talking earlier. And I think he, I think he got in a fight with the other cat, and I think he's licking his wounds, and I'm playing daddy to him now. Okay. So I got that going on. You got cat issues. I do. I don't. He's not on. There he is. He's been in my lap all through this, and usually he doesn't hang around for this long. But he's Sam Hunt looks like he's put on either his winter fur or some weight. I think he's put on his winter fur. He also looks old to me because I have a little kitten and uh, the little kitten does more fun stuff that Sam Hunt used to do. And Sox is, uh, you know, the four month old exploratory cat who likes to go into everything and jumped into the toilet bowl the other day. That's always a good time. Have to do one that once in life. I mean, come on. Have you jumped into a toilet bowl, Bob? <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but <laughs> I caught myself. I have There's not so, so many jokes I can make about the areas of Maryland, but I will let that one go. Shout out to Dundalk and Essex. <laughs> I want to be careful. Um. So. We got so, a new yeah, topic. I like this topic. You do? I do. I do. Yeah. Can I jump into it? Certainly. So I'm going to tackle this a little differently. Um, my knowledge, I know there's something that I don't do well. And I have knowledge of it. And one of my clients this morning, I had an early morning meeting, and he pointed it out to me because he's trying to help me as much as I'm trying to help him. And that was... Uh, 
he was talking and he shared something. He was towards the end of an anecdote or uh, it, one, one of those stories that has a purpose at the end. And I guessed what the purpose was about a third of the way through. And he said, hey, you need to listen. Let me finish. I, I know you can't relate in any way, shape, or form, obviously. <laughs> I funny see it's funny you tell this story, but that's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> I saw I saw it coming too. And I know that about myself. I know I can jump in. And I'm very cognizant of it. So I have that knowledge. I don't always use it to my benefit. I have to be very careful about it. Like I, I have to remind myself on this program to shut up. I know it's hard to believe. Um, <laughs> shocking, right? <laughs> Told you it was going to be <laughs> embarrassing for me. I warned you. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. And so we have this knowledge and sometimes I think we use our knowledge. Like, you know, my knowledge is I know that if I do this certain thing, I'll get this result. And I think there's also the knowledge that we have that we don't use that can help us better control ourselves. And by controlling my me, just to sort of, I think, uh, define that because we haven't really defined that. Controlling me is putting my best self forward. So it's not, it's not, oh, don't do this, don't do that. It's more, how can I show up as the best me in each situation? Would that be a good definition of controlling me? Yeah. Uh, although, you know me, I might not use best. I might use different. Okay. Um, I think because I think what happens sometimes, it's interesting, as I was thinking about this, you know, we talked about managing me two weeks ago and controlling, I think, is different. It's a little more um, intense, maybe is the word I would use. Because I was right. talking about this with a group of people last week, and I think there's a good example in the nonprofit space where I was talking with a group of nonprofit professionals. We were talking about putting together a plan. And, and one of the things that I think a lot of people don't understand is the strategy around fundraising. You know, so many people think it's just, you just go out and ask people for money. And in reality, there is a strategy, a process by which we get people prepared, differently prepared to be asked for money. There can be a strategy. Yes, that's a common practice is what I would say. Yes. Uh, that that successful organizations use. Correct. And, and I think, unfortunately, what happens is we, as you were talking about with you jumping in, is that there is not the opportunity for um, the organization. You get excited, right? Something happens that we're either really excited about or we're really frustrated by one of the two, which causes us to then jump ahead of what we might normally do in an effort to achieve the goal we're trying to achieve. So in this case, people meet people who seem to either have an interest in their organization or they find out that they have resources. And rather than go through the prescribed practice of, and it's this wheel, a circle, so we, you identify people, you qualify them, you cultivate them, and then you ask them, steward, and then you start all over again. So it's this big circle that people go through. 
And I think what happens is when we have one of those situations where we find somebody who's really excited about our organization or we learn that they have a lot of money, we skip a couple of steps and go straight to ask. And I think the results aren't usually as effective as they could be. Now, not saying that it doesn't happen that you ask somebody and they do make a gift or provide some resource that you're looking for. Yet I think that um, a more effective way is to work through the process so that we know a little bit more about the prospect um, before we go into that ask. And I think it's like with any other sales process. I was going to say, it's very similar to sales process. Someone comes up to me, Bob, I hear you do this. Oh, well, here's what it costs. Are you ready to buy? Versus, hey, explain to me what's going on. Why are you interested in this? What's your goal? What's this? Is it a fit? So I think the two are very, very similar. And I think we jump. I think whenever anyone demonstrates excitement for what we're doing, it's like, oh, I've been working at this for so long. No one's paid attention to me. Whoa, someone's paying attention to me. Boom. I got to hit them before they realize, like everyone else, that doesn't make sense. I think that's what goes on in my head, at least. Well, I think what happens is that we there's some trigger that causes us to ignore our knowledge, experience, and perspective. And we'll talk about that the rest of the week. And jump to jump ahead of what we know would be an effective, uh, uh, maybe differently effective way of getting to that point where they wouldn't just see us as skipping over all this other stuff to just make the ask. We actually take the time to start to understand so that when we make the ask, and this is what the cultivation piece and qualification piece is all about in the fundraising world is that we have figured out the right time, the right project or the thing they're interested in and the right amount to ask for so that the ask is more effective. It's kind of like the same thing in the sales process. If you're selling cars and somebody walks in and says, hey, my car just broke down, I need to buy a new car. And you went right to, well, I know that I'm gonna get my, oh, I've got a commission here, it's all set up, slam dunk. So I'm going to go to the car that has the best commission for me and say, here, let me show you this car. And they're like, uh, yeah, I'm not really interested in that. I had some other thoughts because it doesn't have X, Y, Z that I'm looking for. And so in my excitement, I forgot that one of the most effective ways to help people find what they're looking for and get them to then buy it is to truly understand what are all the details around it. Sure. And and take that time to really be clear on great. Now I know that they want they want uh, an SUV that's got a third row and it also has heads up display and these other couple of things. So now I know exactly which car to take them to that's going to be most likely to be a sale rather than just saying, oh, I need a new car. Great. Let me tell you about what car I really like. Let me jump in with uh, Steven's comments. Steven's with us this morning. He said, I hate scripting calls, though. And you and I are not advocating scripting calls. We're, we're quite the opposite, right? I think what we're advocating is scripting a process. 
in that process, at least, in, let me talk about, is that we are going to identify them as somebody who's a prospect. Somebody walks to your lot, you're like, okay, this person is looking at cars. That's pretty clear. Then we're going to qualify them to find out a little bit about what is it that they're looking for and, you know, how much money do they have? How much interest do they really have? Or are they just window shopping? And what is it they're really looking for in that car? Then we're going to cultivate them a little bit, which is what the words we use in the nonprofit space to really help figure out exactly what it is and get them excited and engaged in that product, whatever it might be. You know, does our solution work for them? And if it does, what can they see the benefit? What are the benefits to them that they can identify? Right. And they get a chance to experience a little bit as well. So, all right, I'm going to take you over. And if I've understood that you really hate starting your car up in the winter um, and the seats are always cold and that drives you nuts, you're going to give them the opportunity to test sitting on leather seats with heaters. And what does that mean? And with the remote uh, starter. And a remote starter, correct. So that they never have to worry about that. And now I've seen this thing online where you can have um, something in your car, I don't even really know what it is, that will eliminate all the snow that might get on it. Not that we have too much of that issue in Maryland. And I know there are places that are, where you would not have to worry about, you wouldn't even have to remote start your car and it would be all cleared off. Um, that must be one of those uh, up uh, northern New York ads that you that you see because we down in Maryland don't get that. We <laughs> we we worry about the salt on our vehicles, not the snow. <laughs> sure. So I think that's but that's and that's part, part of it, right? That's the knowledge, right? Odds are you saw that commercial when you were up in New York, more so because in Maryland, yes, we get snow, but we don't get the kind of snow very often that you've got to really clear your car. But in New York. You could get a foot of snow two days in a row. Yes, seven days in a row. So the advertisers know what the issues are, and they're helping the person use their knowledge. Hey, if you live in New York, it's going to snow a fair amount. You need to deal with this. This car might solve that problem. If you live in Florida, they're probably not showing you an ad for snow removal from your car. Correct. And if they are, it's because they think you live in Florida for a couple of months and then you go back to New York and you get that snow in March that you weren't planning on. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the, that is what helps us. And then, and really what that is doing is that's controlling us from skipping steps, especially when there are steps that we know have been effective in the past, even though it takes us a little longer to get to the completion of the, process yet usually when we do that we have a much more impactful impact on the prospect and they're more likely to then purchase at that point and we're allowing them to control their sales process or their fund or their giving process the right. customer or the donor so it's funny controlling me as i think about it right this minute is really controlling myself so that my knowledge doesn't get in the way of someone else. Whoops, sorry. My knowledge doesn't get, I don't know why it's doing that. Huh, interesting. Why my, so controlling me is making sure my knowledge doesn't get in the way of someone else's needs 
or and if I don't do that, I'm controlling them. Yeah. So controlling myself allows me to allow them to feel control for themselves. Does that make sense? Yes. Good, because that's my one thing. Bomb. Boom. And Kelly's with us. I have a comment from Kelly. I'll jump in. Building the foundation of a relationship as is, is as important as the ask. Is this the point? Uh, yes, I would say that's part of the point is that building the relationship allows you to then, I believe, make the most um, closely associated offer or opportunity to the person for what they're looking for. So again, I, I can walk in and somebody shows up in my organization or my organization's event. And let's say it's a black tie dinner. So I know they're spending a lot of money. They're in a really nice tailored tux, not something that they just rented for the night with someone else with them in an expensive dress with a lot of jewelry. I'm like, oh, hmm, they're at my event. Looks like they have a lot of money. Let me go in and ask them to be a major donor to my organization. Could work. I think what we know is there's the opportunity to let me qualify that and make sure they didn't just borrow the jewelry, borrow the dress. And yeah, they just happen to have a suit. That doesn't necessarily mean that they have tons of money. Or someone else paid for them to come because they couldn't make it. Correct. And yeah. and somebody else paid for them to come. So they're just coming as a favor to the guest or for yeah. a nice time. They right. aren't really connected and engaged to our organization and the impact that we have. And I think it's that that clarifying that what we believe we are seeing when we try to identify them. And then making sure that we understand a little bit again, what else is going on. Like we could go up to them and say, hey, you know what? We're in the middle of this capital campaign. We could really like you to make a gift. And they might be in the middle of a huge gift or pledge to somebody else. And we haven't taken the time to find out what other organizations are they involved in and how involved are they and how might that impact their ability to make a decision to whatever we're going to ask of them. So I think that that what it does is we leveraging our knowledge without over leveraging it and knowing that, hey, sometimes people show up at these events and they just make big gifts. So maybe this is that one time and let me just jump to the solicitation. Hey, somebody walked onto my car lot and I know that when usually when people bought, walk in the car lot, there's a pretty good chance they're going to buy. So let me just ask them to buy this car right now, rather than identifying and learning more about them, building that relationship, as you talked about, Kelly, and then being better prepared to understand where they're at so that when we give them the opportunity to do what we think they want to do, we're doing it in a way that we have much more knowledge of what's going on. So we've controlled ourselves from jumping from the excitement of somebody showing up on the lot, like, oh, okay, I'm going to get a sale. And really, they're just walking around on a nice Saturday afternoon and want to look at cars. Right. I've been occasioned to do. And that person, you know, may think that, oh, I got this great prospect and he drove in with an old beat up car. So it must be they are ready to buy. Not necessarily. And I think that's sometimes where they're trying to figure out how much their friend's car costs. Right. And we don't, um, we can't control ourselves 
based on the knowledge that we have and we move forward too probably too quickly. I like that. Was that your one thing? Uh, you know, I think my one thing is, it's interesting, is, this might be a little confusing, so I'm not, so I have to think about this as I say it. I think one of the things about controlling me is not letting our knowledge keep us from using our knowledge to put people in a better situation that's going to create a greater opportunity for the results that we desire. That's a mouthful for a Monday. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and listen to this again. Those of you who are listening to the podcast or watching video, you have this incredible talent and technique. You can send it back like 30 seconds. I recommend you send it back 30 seconds and listen to that again. Because I think what happens is we have knowledge, right? Part of my knowledge is people do walk on a car lot and buy cars, especially if they drive up in an old car. That's, that is part of my knowledge. Yet, if I don't control myself to say, okay, I know this, and this is a really good prospect. And yet I still am not a hundred, I can't, I don't know exactly what they're coming here to do. So right. I need to slow down and take the time to walk through the process and truly understand where they are at, what their intentions are and what their possibilities are before I skip ahead based on some other knowledge that I have. Does that help? Or yes, that was more? good. I'm much clearer. Thank you for clarifying for me. Steven says that's analysis paralysis. I may have just done that in my own trying to explain it. Paralysis <laughs> myself. So. Fair enough. Yes. So, and I, and I think it goes back a little bit. I, you know, I think Steven made a good point about scripting calls. And, you know, I think there's a difference between scripting calls and scripting process. You know, it, that you can have a set of steps. Yet within those steps, there's lots of latitude for what happens. Right. Scripting the call is, I don't care what they say. This is exactly what I'm going to say. And I'm going to get it all in. You know, if you've answered a call and had one of those robocalls where, or not even a robocall, back when you used to have people doing it. And they would barely even give you a chance to say hello. And they'd just be into, I'm so-and-so from so-and-so. And let me tell you about all the things that we have to offer and why you absolutely have to buy what we're doing. And I used to get that from people who, when I was renting and they'd be like, well, we, you know, we can put in the perfect roof and every house needs this. And I'm like, okay, great. I, you know, let me stop you there. I rent. So it probably is not really beneficial for me. And they'd be like, uh, and sometimes they just hang up. Right. They wouldn't even say goodbye. And I think that's a part of where their knowledge, everybody who owns a house needs this, has gotten in the way and they couldn't control it to go to the knowledge they know they need to know is, let me qualify and make sure this person owns a house and make sure that they haven't just done this or done this in a different way. Um, and I think that's the challenge we get is that sometimes our knowledge gets in the way of our process. And so sometimes we have to control it based on, we know that there's other information we need to gain. And our knowledge can get in the way of really getting to know the other person. Correct. Cause we start Which to make can it really, hungry. really mess us up. Right. Cause what you were describing with the roofing, Hey, you know what? 
pre-qualifying you, hey, Tom, do you own? And second question, hey, Tom, when was the last time you thought about getting your roof done? Oh, I got it done last week. It's funny. I just had a guy out there like, okay, you're not, thank you so much for your time. How are you? Have a great day. Correct. But the knowledge is everyone on that call list, because you looked at everyone who owns a house and you have the phone number, they are a qualified candidate. Correct. That's an assumption that we made. Right. Then we, I think we make a lot. Oh, I think we do it all day. Sure. You know, you and I are assuming that people are paying attention. And hey, if you're not paying attention, now's the time you want to pay attention because we've got an offering for you. We've got an opportunity. We've got a chance for you to figure out how to better control yourself, how to better market, how to better your whole entire business or your nonprofit. It works both ways, as you saw today. We're doing a webinar in December, December 5th, 2023 at noon Eastern time. That's right, noon Eastern time. Mark your calendar right now. It's going to be a webinar sculpting a healthier business in 2024. You want 2024. That's right. 2024 to be the best year ever. We're going to make that happen with you. We've got a process. We've got a sequence of things that we're going to help you do so that you can hit the ground running. You'll have a head start on 2024. And you are going to be amazed at how simple it is. Tom and I have been working through this. It's something we've been playing with, trying, using in various facets over the last couple of years. And we're going to bring it all together to your benefit. So if you want to learn more about that, hey, text Tom or me or direct message us. We're going to have more details on that really soon. But I am excited. I'm working on some of the language with that. This uh, I did a little over the weekend. I've got more to do today. And every time I start playing with it, I get more and more excited about the opportunity it's going to bring to everyone. And you're going to lead it, Tom, right? So I'm real excited because that means I get to participate. Yes, and indeed. I love participating in your events. Thank you. All right, everyone. Well, if you have a one thing you would like to share about controlling me and my not based on my knowledge, please feel free to share it in the comments, especially if you are listening or watching this later. We welcome your thoughts and ideas and we'll go back and comment on your comments. If you happen to be listening to the podcast where there is no place to comment, um, hope, and if this is your first time listening, otherwise, I hope you know what to do next. You can share your comments, thoughts, and ideas in our Sculpt Your Bi Sculpt Your Business from Chaos and Confusion to Confidence and Control Facebook group. We have a chance to go in there and share your thoughts and ideas and gain from the thoughts and ideas of others in the group. So we look forward to seeing you inside of that group. We hope that you're marked down December 5th on your calendar. And uh, we hope that you go out and enjoy your day. Hey, whatever you do, wherever you go, however you need to do it, embrace the renegading you. It is so worth it. What can I say? That's all there is to say. That's all there is to say. All right, everyone. Go out there and enjoy your day. We will see you soon.